Hello, Josh. Hey, uh, Jesse. Welcome back to an episode of uh, Your Mother and My Dog, the podcast. The podcast. Um, it is episode twenty-five. Episode two five or twenty-five. That's one fourth of a hundred. Sure is. Uh, can you believe that we've been doing this for eight months? I cannot. And only doing. 25 episodes in those eight months. That seems like a long time and not a lot of output, doesn't it? That, that's true, but I mean, 52 weeks in a year. That's so, true. Got some quick maths right there. Um, this week, um, our episode, our podcast episode movie of the episode, Train Spotting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, it's Scottish. I think last maybe last episode I called it Irish or something, and it's definitely not Irish. It was definitely Scottish. Yes, I, I knew that pretty quick because I had a hard time understanding what most people were saying. I struggle with that accent. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit more once we get to our podcast movie of the week segment. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, subtitles were on pretty quickly. Yeah, the way I watched it, I couldn't turn them on, so I really had to put my listening ears on. Well, I think you'd probably get used to it pretty quickly. Uh, there were yep. some things, though, that uh, you probably would have wanted subtitles for. Perhaps. Um, we don't need to put subtitles on for our first segment of the episode. Episode 25. Your Mother and Die, the podcast, because it's um, Happy Birthday, Janet, is the first segment of the, of the oh. podcast. My mother's birthday, Happy Birthday, Janet. That is a special segment. Get up. She will not listen to this, so she will never know how we're doing right. this. Right. But it's nice. Oh, I see you're recording by an open window. It's nice. Yeah, I'm like right on the side of the highway th- this week. It is um, pretty warm out there. Well, it's, it's getting a little cooler, but uh, I understand the window's open. In my studio, my window is closed out of respect for our listeners. Yeah, I think I thought maybe it'd get maybe sort of like an immersive feeling, you know, like maybe you're driving in your car listening and you're you're wondering, well, I wonder what those cars outside my window sound like. Well, wonder no more. Well, last week we got uh, that motorcycle sound. I don't know yep. if you remember. I do. I was hanging out by at Wheelie's, the, the motorcycle bar that's in town. And yeah, they were just kind of ripping by. And now on the side of the highway. Is that a real thing? I've, I've never heard of it. Yes, it is. Where, where is that? I think it's on Rock Bay. Rock Bay Road. Oh. Oh, that'll explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, happy birthday, Janet. That is first segment. Uh, normally our second segment, or one of the early segments uh, we have for the podcast recently is uh, the good news news of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we're skipping the good news news segment of the week, um, but I have something better for you. Great! I was I got sick and tired of that good news. I mean, I want some bad news for once. I'm hoping that's what the next segment is—the bad news of the week. Well, that is a pretty good segue into the segment. Um, I, for some reason, in the last week or so, I've been getting a lot of scam emails. Okay. You know, those, those scam emails where somebody who may or may not have English as their first language send you an email. They, fi- they find you somehow and they want to give you all of their money uh, honk, f- in exchange for, for s- investing their money or something like that. Right, right. Well, somehow I've been getting a lot of scam emails into my spam email. And mm-hmm. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to read a few. I'd love uh, to hear them. I was like, I figured I was. Lately, I've been on some like sort of dubious websites, and you know, naturally they asked for email, and I just figured you could take one for the team, and I just put your emails in. Maybe that's why. Um, a theory somebody may have is uh, I've recently 
uh, quit my job and perhaps the old job that I quit wanted to get back at me by sending me by sending my email to um, overseas. Right. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. That so could be it. there's been six six scam emails. Um, three of them have a lot of a lot of text. Three of them do not. Mm-hmm. So I'll kind of mix mix them in a little bit. It'll go pretty okay. quickly. I think good news news not happening. Scam emails happening. Uh, the first one comes to me from a Mrs. Aisha L. Qaddafi. Last name oh. may sound familiar t- to you. Mm-hmm. Al Qaddafi. Um, dear friend, mm-hmm. I, c- I came across your email contact prior a private search while in need of your assistance. My name is Aisha Qaddafi, a single mother and a widow with three children. I am the only biological daughter of the late Libyan president. Oh. Muammar Gaddafi, apparently. I have investment funds worth $27,500,000 United States dollars. And I need a trusted investment manager slash partner because of my current refugee status. However, I am interested in you for investment project assistance. Sorry, she's she's cut these paragraphs in such a way, and that's how I'm reading them. Mm-hmm. Um, in your country, maybe from there we can build business relationship in the nearest future. I am willing to negotiate investment slash business profit sharing ratio with you based on the future investment earning profits. If you are willing to handle this project on my behalf, kindly reply urgent to enable me provide you more information about the investment funds. Your urgent reply will be appreciated and all emails should be at the email below. Best regards, and that's uh, Mrs. Aisha G48 at gmail.com. So that was the first one. She, how, did that, how did your response, like, how did you write your response? I mean, oh, I'm sure you're sort of in dealings with this person and sort of well into your investment uh, opportunity. Yeah, it was a lot of urgent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I accept. So, the the theme of these emails is everybody thinks that I'm a trusted investment manager slash partner for some reason, even though I have no schooling, no background in that. I think it maybe it's due to the success of our podcast. So like, well, you know, that's so successful. I'm sure they're successful on sort of other things as well. It could be. Uh, the mm-hmm. second one, uh, it's called Loan Offer. Um, no subject. Do you need an urgent loan? Text your full name to 850 850- 400-8182. Urgent seems to be a, bit, a pretty pretty important word to these people. Uh, so if you need an urgent loan, um, text your full name to 850-400-8182. Okay, done. Uh, the third one is from Sergeant Monica. Oh. And it just, it just says, hello, dear, can we talk? <laughs> uh, the next one's from a Matthew Bowles. And it says, yeah, B-O-W-L-E-S. It says, hello, I need your assistance in this very matter. Uh, that's it. <laughs> the, you know, you don't get to know what the matter is. He, they, he just needs assistance. Um, and then that leads us to the next one here, which is my favorite. I got this uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's from a Mrs. Hassanal. H-A-S-S-A-N-A-L. Hassanel. Okay. Hassanel. Sure. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the title is Greeting. Dear beloved, that is I, I'm glad to know you, but God knows you better, and he knows why he has directed me to you at this point in time, so do not be afraid. I am the above-named person, Mrs. Hassanel Allow. I am from Damascus, Syrian Arab Republic, presently seeking asylum in Burkina Faso, with my sickness due to Syrian political affairs. Oh, and a note, I should say, she does not use periods, she only uses commas. Okay, good to know. But she capitalizes the letter after the comma. Oh, so you know it's a new sentence. Yeah. Right. Please, okay. I am writing this mail to you with heavy tears in my eyes and great sorrow in my heart. Oh. I want to tell you this because I don't have any other option 
than to tell you, because I never knew things would turn this way, as I was touched to cry out and open up to you. I have been working as Ministry of Economy and Trade for 16 years before I became sick and very unwell to, to continue the work that I started with my beloved husband. I'm married to Dr. Sufian Alalao. We were married for 31 years with a child of 14 years old son. He died after a brief illness that lasted for only five days. She's talking about her husband, not her son. Oh. Since, since his death, I decided not to remarry or get a child outside my matrimonial home. When I was the Ministry of Economy and Trade in capital city Damascus, Syrian, I deposited the sum of $8,900,000 United States dollars in a bank. That's less than the $27,500,000 from the other person. But Noted, noted. Uh, presently, this money is still with the bank. I made this money available for exportation of cotton and clothing. Unfortunately, recently my doctor told me that I would not last for the periods of next few months due to cancer problems. The one that disturbs me most is my stroke sickness. Having known my condition, I decided to hand you over this money to invest in a manufacturing and real estate management industry in your country for the benefit and education of my son, Sufian Jr. You will utilize this money the way I'm going to instruct herein. I want you, being me, to take 35% of the total money for your personal use while the remaining 65% for my son, who will be staying under your kind custody until he is matured enough to take care of himself. The reason, because I grew up as an orphan, and I don't have anybody as a family member, I am doing this so that God will forgive my sins and accept my soul, because this sickness has suffered me so much. I need strong assurance that you will never let me down. If I transfer this money to your account, tell me more about yourself. While well, I look forward to hearing from you, I want to assure you that this is risk-free and you can send an empty account to receive the funds provided the account is capable to receive incoming funds. As soon as I receive your reply, I shall give you the contact of the bank and I will also instruct the bank lawyer to issue you a will that will prove you the present beneficiary of the fund in the bank, which is, if you assure me, you will act accordingly as I stated herein, waiting to receive your response very urgently. Thank you for your mm-hmm. time and attention. Sincerely, Mrs. Asanel Allow. That was very okay. th- thought out. Yeah. So basically, we're going to give you $8.9 million. Um, you get to take 35% of that, which is and a child. Million, and you have to, yes, you have to adopt a 14 year old child somehow. Okay. But well, you that must, seems worth it. Yeah. You must invest in real estate. Um, there's one more uh, from a 75-year-old British woman, um, but um, it's pretty much it's, it's pretty similar to uh, right. to the last one. So we'll skip that one. But yeah, you're telling me it's been a crazy week. You're a pop. You're a popular guy and good oh, with yeah. investments. I've quit my job and now I've I've, been, mm. I've invested both 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 of those. Oh, good. Yeah, so the scam emails. And you know, it sounds like they're going to just keep coming, so. Well, that's something to look forward to. I mean, we need we need material for the next next week's episode, you know. We'll take this this podcast on the road with the kind of money that uh, oh, yes. we're receiving. Yeah. We will go to Damascus. Damascus, Syrian Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was, that was my week. Um, now, I know you, you haven't really talked much in this podcast so far, so I want to give you an opportunity uh, with your own oh. segment. Right. I'm going to let you choose this time. Let okay. You, choose. you can either give us another band of the week mm-hmm. or a movie of the week or something else entirely that you think of on your own. Okay. Well, I am happy to provide you with a movie of the week yet again. It's my favorite segment, and just to our new listeners, this is not the movie of which we're going to be speaking. 
about. This is not the podcast movie of the week. This is just the movie of the week. And this week, it's a little movie called Dr. Giggles. Now, this is a movie I watched with my good friend Josh here. Do you recall that film? Um, can you explain what happens in it to me? Well, basically, there's a doctor. That much is certain. And he's kind of crazy. I'll be honest, I don't remember much about this movie. But it got 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. Doesn't that sound promising? But it's one of those ones we watched uh, like on VHS back in the day. And honestly, I was just scrolling through the movies I've seen, and that was the one that I landed on. And so there you go. Um, the, the name does sound familiar. Yes. And that is our movie of the week, Dr. Giggles, a real name of a movie. Do you remember the German movie um, that we watched at the, at the place before your new place? Um, that was a VHS. Mm-hmm. I had two different names. Um, yes. I tried to find it because I know after we finished watching it, we found it, that the whole thing was on YouTube. So I tried to find it again on YouTube, but I think they took it down. Yes, like I do violent, remember. The, like violent the American, sh- yeah, Violent sh- Shit 3 or something. Yeah. I do but remember it had a different that. Name. It had a different name on the VHS. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called on the VHS, but that was a wild movie. It was terrible, but then the ending was like a little redeeming, in a way. Um. Yes. Yes. Sure. Um. Anyways, thank you so much for that movie of the week. You're welcome. Uh, oh yes. Uh, uh, don't forget about this part of our podcast. Yeah. So while you were talking about the movie of the week, I was. Uh, going for the follower of the week, trying to find a good follower of the week, and I did. I found one. Okay. Um, so this week's follower of the week, um, the handle of their Instagram is uh, Sean S-H-A-W-N 12, the number, A-N. Right. Uh, he goes by the name Sean. Uh, according to himself, he's an astrologist and psychic. Oh. Uh, the bio he has is I'm an undivided medium. I like making new friends, especially those in the paranormal. I do personal homes a lot. And he links to a YouTube channel. Oh, is this a popular YouTube, YouTube channel? He has 192 subscribers. Uh, he gets like an average of... His last video uh, six months ago, mm-hmm. uh, a CBD pain bomb. Uh, CBD a pain of, bomb. It's a picture of a it's like a tub. Mm-hmm. Uh, 29 views six months ago. I don't know so how that pertains in, to being a medium. I don't know. I've been in 35 seconds. And then his first video, he only has four videos on his YouTube channel. It's just called It's Me with 111 views. Oh. So It's Me, clearly better than CBD Bath Bomb. Um. Well, yeah, that's where he, he hooked people in. Right. Um, he, he has 61 posts. Uh, it looks like you did like one of his his posts um, in order to get him to follow us, and it's it's the one you liked is just him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in a car. There's a cowboy hat behind him. He has a cigarette in his mouth, and he's just looking at the camera. Okay, is there a floating hat behind him? Like, is maybe he connecting and speaking to this ghost in the back seat? No, it's definitely just sitting there. Oh. Um, and the description on the on the photo is, uh, yep, period, that kind F day. So we forgot the O and of. That kind F day has one comment. And that's somebody just correct? him. Oh. No, it's just him saying that again. Oh, like, okay. Well, it do that be that kind, kind of, of F day. A kind F and day. Then you, you liked a second, a second photo of. Well, you liked a few photos, but uh, the second one, um, it, it happened um, the same day, May thirteenth. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he posted this. It's him in his mirror taking a picture. Meow. He has he has a cane. It looks like he uses a cane to get around. He's in his bedroom. Okay. And then he says, yes, period. So he likes saying yep and yes. Yep and, yep and yes. Even crippled can be sexy. And there's a mm-hmm. winky face. Well, eight I can't. Comments. Oh, the eight comments does surprise me. I, I agree with that statement. You did because you like you like mm-hmm, the picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, Sean, uh, that he's our follower of the week. The astrologist and psychic astrology may play into our later segment in the episode. We don't know yet. Thank you for being our follower of the week. We do not follow you back. Unlikely we will, but thank you so much. Thank you very much. And I must have been in a sort of, you know, cowboy hat in the back seat sort of feeling kind of way kind of day and that's what led me to like him and find find his photo i must have searched you know hashtag cowboy car seat yeah certainly could have um Mm -hmm. speaking of cowboy car seats um let's just transition smoothly into um why we're all here and that's our podcast movie of the week this week watch train spotting the 1996 classic Yes. Um, this could go either way, I think, uh, for you. So, um, what do you what do you think? What do you how do you feel about this movie? And this movie is a is considered a classic. Would you do you think that's uh, would you consider it a classic? Not like your this... experience of it, but like hearing about it. It's like, oh yeah, the classic movie. You know, I've heard of it. Everyone's heard of this. Train Spotting. This is a movie I definitely have heard of before. Mm-hmm. It holds pretty high regard. It was named the best Scottish film of all time in the year 2004. Hmm. Does that include Braveheart? I don't know. I don't know if that counts as a Scottish film. This film was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay in the 1996 Academy Awards. Oh. Yeah, it's like Lost a novel. Lost Blade. It is oh. um, based off of a novel, yeah. Okay. Turns out Billy Bob Thornton wrote a mm. screenplay in 1996 and won an Oscar for it. Mm, Sling Blade. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, if you yeah. if you've never seen that movie, you would have no idea what I was doing just then. But that's you what sound he sounds like. like. You sound like Jim Varney. I did a little, but I also sound like his character in Sling Blade. I promise. Um, I would say to your question, um, yes, I would say that this would be considered a classic and after watching the movie i can i can kind of understand why well it's quite a a dark film in a lot of ways did you have any idea what it was about when you when when you chose it no no i really did not you just knew it was uh ewan mcgregor and that was it ewan mcgregor that's what i knew and i assumed there was trains and i mean i was let down that's interesting because um, this is like his second movie. Uh, he's in Danny Boyle directed this movie. Danny Boyle, known for Slumdog Millionaire, yeah, uh, and other things. Um, the first movie he did was Shallow Grave, uh, two years earlier in '94, which is how uh, he got casted in this role. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, you know, maybe if you did a little more digging, you would have picked that movie instead of this movie, uh, assuming it wasn't about heroin and uh, other stuff. Mm-hmm. This is a great pick for a movie, though. I, I liked it. It was different. I will say that. It was fun watching Ewan McGregor. Uh, he was so young, you know. I mean, in like two years, he's doing The Phantom Menace. Or three years, I suppose. He didn't look all that young in that, but in this one, he's like especially young. Yes. Um, and that's all you have to say about the movie? That's it. Yeah, that's the last thing I need to say. No, this, I guess this is uh, supposed to be like a drama slash comedy, I suppose. I mean, that's what it says on... I guess if you just kind of Google it, that's what it says. 
It's the Scottish Pulp Fiction. The Scottish Pulp Fiction. Mm. That's what it. That's that's what they. That's what they said. I, I didn't just make that up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, I just finished watching this movie, like maybe two hours ago. Still, sort of, you know, sitting with it. Still, I suppose. I thought I might come into this one nice and fresh. Well, what are your first thoughts? Like, what's going through your mind right now? Well, I knew the movie was about uh, drugs and okay. poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, before you chose the movie, right? So I had a pretty good idea. I mean, I was surprised that this is a movie that you want to see a little bit. Um, but I thought that I was going to be in, like, I thought it was going to be a good movie. And I wasn't disappointed. Like, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was funny. And I thought um, the characters were pretty fleshed out. Yeah. And yeah. Um, McGregor did a great job. And I think, I don't know. I'm struggling to find like a compare this movie to something else, but it seemed it seemed like they were all playing real people. Mm-hmm. Like the I don't know. I thought I thought it was I thought it was great, um, and it was well done. Great and well done. I thought it was. Um, it didn't seem like it seemed like a pretty low budget movie. But maybe it wasn't. I haven't looked. Yeah. Considering the people attached, I thought the villain, uh, Bagby, played it uh, real well. I thought the mm-hmm. secondary characters uh, did, a, did a great job. Totally. No complaints. Um, and interesting, there were obviously some interesting parts that you probably won't find in films these days yes perhaps the underage girl part mm-hmm. i mean you know a lot of drug use probably not either yeah you might find that on, on hbo you're not gonna find that on just you know random yeah movie um what else the worst toilet in scotland that i mean that's kind of how this movie started and then you're like okay it kind of set a tone yes it did um, it, it was chocolate. They used chocolate, good smelling okay. chocolate. That's good. Assuming they also used good smelling chocolate for that scene. Um, with Spud. With Spud, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely very um, dis- disgusting in, in parts. Yes, very disgusting in parts. Perhaps they were just showing how bad drugs are. I don't know. Oh, yeah, they were pretty successful in that. You know, when you were saying you were trying to like compare this to a, another film, have you seen Re- uh, Requiem for a Dream? No. Have you seen uh, Eternal... Um, Eternal... Sunshine of a Spotless Mind? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one and Requiem for a Dream. Jim Carrey. Um, no, uh, I haven't seen it. I can see the, like the VHS cover, the DVD cover right. of it. This is like sort of like Requiem for a Dream in a way, but a little bit more. Um, not a little bit more. Requiem for a Dream is very much a drama, but this is like that, you know somewhat a comedy. That Jared Leto. Jared Leto is in that, yes. But that's a pretty messed up movie. So there's like you know little parts of that, and it came out at a similar time as well. Um. Yeah, there was a lot of compelling characters i really liked bagby i mean i didn't like him but he was uh successful in i guess what he was going for which was like a really obnoxious stern asshole i suppose you could say and i like spud in his own way and i mean i liked all the characters but i think ewan mcgregor was maybe the standout uh he definitely was which helps because he was the main character yep and yeah, the pretty dark scenes, like with the the baby that dies. Oh yeah, the baby! I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that was pretty messed up. Yeah, and then like it kind of comes back and haunts, um, 
McGregor's character later on when he's sort of going through withdrawal. You know, he's like locked up in that room and the baby's like crawling on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. That was pretty messed up. But then there was like some pretty out, outrageous moments that were that were good. I don't know. It was a, it was a good mix of of comedy and drama. So I think that that is truly what it was. So are you struggling to figure out if you liked this movie or not? Um. Yeah, I guess I'm a little on the fence. I would say part of the problem. I mean. This is a me thing, I suppose. I was having a hard time understanding what they were saying at times. You know, like I, I got for sure like a good 80% of it. 10% of it I was having maybe a little bit of a hard time. 10% of it I was like, you know what, that probably wasn't that important. And it's just like, that's okay. We're not too worried about it. But again, the Scottish accent is tough, is tough for me. And I couldn't find a, a, a copy of this that had subtitles. I'm sure that helped a lot. Yeah, but you pr- it probably didn't. It probably didn't help that much. Yeah, there's not like a ton. It's not. This is not like a hugely dialogue driven. Like I need to follow all the plot points, sort of thing. Yeah, you get the you get the gist of it. And that's all you need. Yeah, agreed. I do have a question for you. Okay. And this may decide if you liked the movie or didn't like the movie. Mm-hmm. There is a sequel. Right. Would after watching this movie, would you want to watch the sequel? Probably. Just because I'd be interested to see. I mean, like it came out twenty years later, right? Yeah, and all the all the same people are in it. That'd be kinda interesting, I suppose. Except for Tommy, obviously, who uh died because of drugs and um being too close to his his cat poop. Yes. Yeah, things went pretty bad for Tommy. Well, unless you've seen Grey's Anatomy, then um, he seemed to have a, a successful run as a doctor. So. Yeah, good old Grey's Anatomy. I've totally watched that. He's a beloved character in it. Oh, I'm sure he is. I like to. I I should say. Totally unrelated to the film. So my cats, I just see them. Go, I just, they're sort of having a bit of a time right now. And they're sort of drifting in and out. And they're hungry right about this time. So they're being annoying. So if you hear some meows or some rustling, that's what it is. But anyway, I digress. Okay. Well, um, sounds like. You want to wrap this up so we can... Uh, no, we don't we have do to wrap it up necessarily. Oh, I was just... Wrap it up. Wrap uh, it due up. Due to the skimpy budget, most scenes had to be shot in just one take. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. For the close-up shots of Ewan McGregor injecting himself with heroin, a prosthetic arm was constructed by the makeup department, complete mm. with pulsing veins, smack tracks, and small pockets of blood that would appear when the skin was punctured by a Hypodermic needle. I was wondering about that. I'm like, boy, that seems awfully... Like, whose arm are they using right now? But I get there. That answers it. Um, the underage girl in this was uh, supposed to be 14 or 15 in the film, but was actually 19 years old when making it. So okay, that makes you feel better. In a way. I remember her character from No Country for Old Men. She was in that. The actor who played Begbie told the interviewer that he played him as a closeted gay man whose outbursts of violence were due to his fear of being outed. Huh. There is that scene where he ends up sort of getting sexually uh, involved with someone who I think is supposed to be trans. Right, yes. That is true. Um, okay, so the... Your expectations for the movie were zero. You had no idea what it was. Absolutely not. There were trains in it. Um, I actually don't. 
I'm sure the word train spotting means something. It must mean something. It must be some sort of slang word or something. Oh, yes. Are those children yelling? Those are children next door. Yeah. Train spotting is the practice of watching trains, particularly as a hobby, with the aim of noting distinctive characteristics. Maybe we're supposed to like, the, that was supposed to be like the characters. Um, another scene that I liked in the movie was when um, Spud and um, Renton, played by Ewan McGregor, they stole Tommy's um, porn VHS. Yeah. That he kept, Tommy kept in uh, the best 100 football goals um, of all time or whatever. No, no, no. He didn't keep it in there. Uh, Mark switched it when he wasn't looking. So he switched the, one of the tapes was labeled Tommy and uh, forget the name of the girl. And then he took it out of that and put it in the top 100 goals. And switched it around. That's why when he Tommy tried to watch it with that girl, it was started playing soccer highlights because he had switched it to sneak it oh, out of there. I apologize. Um, I saw this movie days ago, so oh, that's fair. Well, okay. Yes. Anyway, so sad about the baby. No, I wish you didn't bring that up. My bad. Uh, can you be a oh. little louder, please? Th- thank you. There, I told them to. I told them to sort of up the the noise a little. It didn't work. Okay, so expectations. Um, how did this film meet or exceed or not exceed your expectations? Um, I suppose maybe it uh, maybe met my expectations. I mean, I didn't really have many. I did hear that it was supposed to be like. I mean, I had heard of this film, and. and Maybe if you mention it in passing, somebody would be like, oh, yeah, that movie. I know that movie. So it has some sort of, uh, you know, it's <laughs> it's regarded uh, well, I suppose, in some sense. 91% so on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, I saw the 91% as well. I mean, I wasn't, a, for me, not a 91% movie, but it was a good movie. So I think maybe it sort of met my expectation. Um, you don't listen to these, but sometimes when um, Moose is making noise, and we can hear it pretty, pretty loudly, it doesn't translate on the, the podcast for whatever reason. So maybe these screaming children won't actually Uh-oh. make any noise. So really, it but would just be me screaming at nothing. Yeah, but you know. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say um, it probably met my expectations. Um, or even exceeded, because... I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't Lars and the Real Girl good movie, but um, right. it was a successful... I mean, we haven't had a movie in a long time that we were, were given bad scores to, so I think we're doing a much better job at picking movies. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because we're not going 1980s horror movies um, right. anymore, but, but um, I think maybe we should... Well, there's got to be a balance, too, because, you know, you get a little weary of watching films that perhaps you know are supposed to be pretty bad. So you're like, you know, maybe I'll pick a movie that's supposed to be good so I can actually watch something I want to watch. Right. Like, I mean, I I picked Green Lantern, for instance. We, We picked a lot of bad movies at the beginning. We did. Who knows? We might go back to our roots. Not next week. Um, okay. Well, that's good. Uh, anything? Any other notes you have on the on the movie? Not really. Oh, I liked the soundtrack. Soundtrack yeah, was soundtrack. pretty fun. Pretty good, yeah. Especially like the Euro pop. Like, like I, I don't know. I liked it. The club music. Yeah, it was good. It fit the aesthetic of the film. Mm-hmm. Well. mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how this movie was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, but that's good, I guess. Well, it could have been adapted well from the original source material. Maybe it really closely sort of... Well, yeah, I don't think that's how that works. Is that not how that works? It's like, it's, 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 it's like the best... It, 
they did the best job of adapting that source material in, onto the screen. Well, there's so two different there's two different screenplay categories. So one are best original screenplay, and that's somebody just makes it up without basing yeah. it on anything, and then yeah, and then so so what would they be uh, scored on then? Just like writing well. Yeah. So then, so so you're saying screenplay. you're saying that a best adapted screenplay is a film that has been adapted from original source material, and then we're just judging how good the film is, not like well, how I'm, well it is been adapted from the original source material. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, how good the writing is, not necessarily how good of a job they did adapting it, because then okay. wouldn't. Wouldn't um, Batman versus Superman have won Best Adapted Screenplay back back in the day? Ooh, right? why would that have been? A... Because everybody loves Batman and Superman, and they. Yeah, but that adapted. movie sucked, though. Um, I don't know. I never saw it. Okay, so <laughs> we might as well just uh, jump into our scores then. Let's do it. So we normally start with acting. Yeah. We talked a little bit about this. Uh, I'll start first just to get my talking out of the way. Yeah. Ewan McGregor plays Mark Renton. Uh, very early role for him. Uh, he was very convincing as a heroin act, I thought. Um, played the impoverished slums of Scotland role very well. His... The way he swam in that toilet, top notch. Yep. Made of chocolate. Robert Carlyle played Bigby. Very, mm-hmm. very terrific. Yep. Um, real disliked guy, uh, which I'll talk about this at, when we talk about the ending, but the fact that he did such a, a great job playing that villain made the ending better, so made the movie better. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, secondary roles, uh, such as Spud, and we haven't really talked about Johnny Lee Miller. Um, as what's his face, sick boy, uh, sick boy, but he did well, he, he did pretty, pretty well as well, pretty, pretty well as well, pretty well as well. Um, I can't name a bad performance because they all felt like they were playing real people, like it just seemed like it was all pretty natural for them to play these roles. Mm-hmm. Nobody was, nobody was overacting, so I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Yeah, for me, the acting was definitely like the best part, for sure. And um, yeah, solid performances, definitely all around. And I would definitely highlight the same people you did, Ewan, uh, Ewan McGregor and Robert Carlyle, probably being the best. Um, yeah, like you said, too, pretty natural and pretty believable and not a bad performance at any of them. My score for acting was an eight. Wow. Whoa. All right. Well, then how did you feel about the uh, the ending of the movie, the most important part of the movie in my eyes? How did you feel about that? Um, it was an interesting ending. Uh, open-ended in a, in a way. You, I mean, the whole movie, I guess, you're sort of, for me anyway, I was sort of rooting for Ian McGregor's character. You know, like I sort of wanted him to succeed. Um, especially like, you know, when they're when they happen upon that large cache of drugs and they're trying to sell it and they're like, okay, well, they needed someone to test it to see if it was good. And I was like, no, don't. I didn't want him to like relapse, you know. And then at the end, I he, he steals all the money that they make from that deal. And you're hopeful that he's going to sort of turn things around and he's sort of seen the ups and downs and you're kind of hoping that that's going to be the ultimate uh, sort of the finale, I guess, of, of, of his life. Like he's going to sort of be all up from there. But I mean, he admits as he's running away that, you know, he's not a good person. So I don't know. It's uh, it makes you think a little and it's it's open ended in a good in a good way, I guess. For me, it was the same score as acting. I put it as an eight. Okay, yeah, he was uh, one of those those like anti heroes, right? To uh, 
we're cheering for even though you know he he did bad things to people Mm -hmm. because of his drugs he stole yeah yeah um okay well um these scores are not going how i thought they were gonna go um ending for me i gave it a seven seven out of ten pretty standard happy ending um considering we were cheering for him to win right to get the money even though it wasn't really that much money no. they teased it they teased it a little bit um kind of before the the climax so it was pretty clear wow it was pretty <laughs> i just punched the microphone that i'll stay in because they teased it a little bit um so like we knew where it was going uh, but yeah. it still it still felt pretty good uh, mm-hmm. when watching him do it and watching him watching spud just stare at him and get his his little little money at little the end cut yeah uh, left a positive taste in your mouth, um, which is a lot like heroin, I think, but I, I wouldn't know. Right. Uh, you inject that. You, it's like, you it's like in, some joke about injecting this movie ending into my veins. Uh, this was a movie where it felt like they could have done anything. Like It's a pretty unpredictable movie, um, mm-hmm. but I'm happy that they, they stuck with that ending. Yeah. Seven out of ten. I don't know what would have happened to give me a ten out of ten ending. Now, uh, maybe if it turns out that that uh, Renton was like a Russian alien spy from the year right. 3000. And Begbie. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, and then Begbie was like, I'm, hey guys, I'm gay. Then, then that would have been like. And then he explodes. Yeah, some sick explosion, or like they did a the Slumdog Millionaire, like millionaire game at the end. Yeah, then it would have been a ten. Okay, so yeah, seven out of ten. I'm gonna give my score to ten because I have a feeling that your score is higher, just considering where you're, where we've been so far. My score out of ten, seven point five out of ten. I had I had it like at, at seven, but then I'm like, well, there's point five better than. Than that so it's 7.5 the actors were great it was the right bit of wacky had a decent soundtrack very like it was visually appealing for the 90s had a had a unique look to it i've never been to scotland mm-hmm. but this movie does not make me want to go no 7.5 okay well it's interesting you should say that you think my score is going to be higher because it's not now I mean, with our grading rubric, we sort of touched on two of the better parts of the film, which was the acting, and I liked the ending quite a bit. But there were some parts of this film I did not like. Uh, I thought there was maybe a few too many poop-related situations, which I thought were more off-putting than sort of, like, enjoyable to watch. And the juvenile nature of this film was cranked up maybe a little too high for me and it was just like it was a little off-putting and i wanted like i wanted to be like you know i'm gonna take this like serious but it was hard for me to do because there was a lot of like silliness i suppose not like a lot of silliness but there was some and it's i don't know sort of took me out of it a, a little um so yeah it, it brings down my score just enough to be less than yours. Minus, uh, my score is a seven. Okay. Especially the so beginning. Close. The beginning, like, the first 20 minutes, I was like, boy, I'm really in for this. Like, I, I think this movie is not doing it for me. And then you sort of, you're starting to see more of, like, a plot. And Ian McGregor sort of going through these defined stages and like the ups and downs and I'm like okay things are changing for the better and that's when it I started to notice all the the actors the performances and and all that stuff great uh 7.5 for me 7 for you that was train spotting are you happy that you picked it yeah I'm glad I watched it. 
I had Ewan McGregor on the mind, you know. Apparently, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to end uh, this segment with uh, just a little bit more interesting facts about the movie. That's okay. okay. Yeah. Johnny Lee Miller was cast due to his um, uncanny Sean Connery accent. Right. He did love Sean Connery. Uh, the actor who played Spud had previously played Renton in a stage adaptation of the novel. Oh. Um, the character who played Tommy missed the photo shoot for the promos because he was on holiday and is the only lead cast member not to be in any of the promotional posters or even the video cover. Oh. Oasis were asked to contribute to the soundtrack, but Noel Gallagher declined as he thought the film was actually about train spotters. <laughs> However, he would later attend the launch party. Right. Uh, the writing on the wall of the Volcano Nightclub is the same as that in the Maloco Bar in A Clockwork Orange. Oh. There, there are also paintings of Robert De Niro and Jodie Foster from Taxi Driver. That's fun. Have you seen Taxi Driver? Yes. Uh, of the main cast, only Johnny Lee Miller is not a Scot. He's from England. England. Um, and then I'll just find one more. One more fun. There are a lot of Beatles references, apparently. I noticed a couple, like when they were walking across the street, you know, like the classic Abbey Road cover. That's the one I noticed anyway, but. The sequel is also based on a book. Um, just so you know. Okay. But that's not the. Um, okay, the last, the last trivia for train spotting, and we'll close the book on that. Johnny Lee Miller dyed his hair blonde for the film. <laughs> what a way to end it! Well, if you haven't seen it, it would uh, it'd be good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, um, next week's. Movie uh, will not be transpotting two. Mm-hmm. But that might not be a bad idea. I haven't asked you if you've seen this movie, so I'm just gonna describe the general plot, the the tagline for the movie to you, and you'll know right away if you've seen it or not. Okay. Uh, rich people hunt humans. Okay. Does that ring a bell? It's a movie from the year twenty twenty. Oh, um, no, I don't think I've. I don't think I've seen that. I don't even know the movie you're talking about, so probably haven't seen it. Um, I'm trying to. Oh, the. Uh, there's one one well known actress in it. I always forget her name. Too lazy to look it up. Do you remember that? So this is a TV show that I'm going to describe to you. Have you ever seen The Office? Yes. Do you remember the episode where The Office sit around and debate whether an actress is hot or not? Oh, and they're talking about Hillary Swank? Hillary Swank's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Does that ring a bell? Hillary Swank in the movie uh, about rich people hunting not rich people. In I know a the movie you're country. talking about now. But have you seen it? No. Okay, perfect. Excellent. Because I'm going camping this weekend, and this is a movie I watched recently. So. That means I don't have to oh, watch a movie. That works so well for you. But if you had seen it, I did not have a backup blind, but I would find one. Right. So well, say that, you that. have seen it. Let me just pull up my list of movies, and I'll tell you the alternative. Um, the alternative movie would probably be... 
The original Power Rangers movie. Okay. I haven't seen that. 1994. Okay. Well, say that one. I guess. Okay. Well, that's the movie for next week. Great. Um, It's. It's. I I don't know if you'll like it or not. It's. uh, It's a. It's a movie you probably will have some problem with. Okay. Um, but but I think there are some things they do in it that are interesting that kind of like would surprise you like, whoa, why I was not expecting that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um just in the kind of the direction that they go, not necessarily the plot. Okay. I'm excited. Um on that note, um we're here at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. We get 55 minutes in, which means we only have time for one more segment. Yes. Do you want to do some trivia? Uh, yeah, let's do some trivia. You know, it's almost 9 o'clock, so we'll get, you, we'll get you into bed pretty quickly here. Okay. I'm just going to tell you right now, Moose, that these are pretty awful questions that were <laughs> that we may, I don't know, we're probably not going to get, maybe we'll get one. We'll get one right. All right. Try me. Question number one. What was the pen name of writer Samuel Clemens? Good old... Pen name of Samuel Clemens. Name a book he's done? I can't. Okay, I'm guessing Mark Twain. That is actually a pretty good, pretty good guess, actually. That probably is right. Thank you. Probably. I'll say R.L. Stein. Okay. Uh, question to the highest mountain in Canada. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Mount Rainier. Is that That's in Canada? Not in Canada. No, it's not. That's it's probably in Washington, Washington State. State. Okay, Mount Washington. It's probably like Mount Ontario or some garbage. Like Something that. like that. Yeah. Um, this is a true or false question. Uh, Taurus mm-hmm. is the astro- astrological sign of the goat. True or false? Of the goat? The astrological know. sign of the goat. Taurus. I don't think it's false. supposed to be a goat. A false. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say false as well. It's like a bull or something. That's what I thought. See, I remember horns. It makes horns me think of Pokemon, right? Tauros is a Pokemon. It's like a bull. Right. right. This is a U at the end. Oh, no. Um, the ancient pilgrim trail in spain is called what oh um i once knew this i think it's like a thing you can uh, i don't know couldn't i couldn't say it's the oregon trail yes that's the one so i was looking for um a new mobile game to play uh, i settled on um just a bunch of crosswords digging mm-hmm. crosswords right now um and there was a new oregon trail game um, a new one for for the iOS cool. or whatever whatever uh, phone you have, um, but it costs money, so I did not do it. Yeah, I used to play that back in the day, like in elementary school. Put the floppy disk in. That was yeah, good times. You can probably get it on your computer somehow. Oh, um, sure as could. well. Yes. Maybe I'll look that up once I once we end. And here, um, what children's book character, question number five, what children's book character is an elephant who heard a sound from a speck of dust? Horton. Horton, here's a who. That's great. Um, I'm going to guess Babar. Okay. It's not true. It's not correct, but wow. See? Pretty garbage. I'm not even going to look at the astrological signs or uh, horoscopes, if you will. Okay. I'm going to get straight to the answers. Uh, what kind of hat does Sir Lancelot wear? Uh, we're, oh, we're answering. Oh, right. These are the these are the jokes. What a nightcap? A nightcap. Uh, right. Okay, Mark Twain. You're right. Yeah, buddy. Um, Mount Logan. Mm. Mount Logan is the highest. Uh, I'm just gonna quickly Google where that is. It's gotta um, be in BC, right? The Rockies. Mount Mount Logan. Or Alberta, possibly. Um, it's it doesn't it just says mountain in Canada. Uh, where are you? Mountain in Canada. It's it's the twenty second highest 
mountain in North America. Oh, it's in the Yukon. Oh, interesting. No, I guess um, that. Taurus is a bull. Okay. Um, false bull. Um, the Spain situation, Camino de Santiago. Uh, okay. And then Horton, here's a who. So, you know, you know, you no. did very well. Yeah, not too bad. Three. Not. Three out of five. Three out of five. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just, you know, not very smart today. That's okay. Can't well, be a winner every day. Well, Josh. Uh, we've done it again. Uh, we've gone over an hour. We have. Uh, and frankly, I think I like it this way, you know? Yeah, put us on for an hour and enjoy. There's one person who listens to this, and it's me. Um, so I don't mind uh, listening to us talk for an hour. Greg listens. Well, I apologize to Greg. Sorry, Greg. Not our listener of the week. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, it's good. Um, great. If you if you listen, let me know. Let us know. So we, I'll keep doing this or whatever. Yep. Well, thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.